Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? You're listening to You've Probably Seen It Podcast. No, righty then. One million dollars. It's my credo. No regret. Today, Junior? Oh, what are they teaching this place? But I shoot with this Welcome everyone to another episode of You've Probably Seen It with Adam and Michael. Welcome back everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Um, I'm a bit concerned about running this one because it's one of Michael's favourite movies. So he'll probably run (laughs) it for most of it. But this week we're doing Anchorman starring of course Will Ferrell. And I think last podcast I said Step Brothers multiple times. So I do apologise for that. Uh, maybe I can get right. see if Adam can just put it like a, a note at the bottom saying like <laughs> like the uh, in the Simpsons like Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just that you know about that? Sorry, it's a bit off topic, but the reason they did that is because they didn't know who was in the Super Bowl before yeah, they recorded yeah. that episode, and like that was the joke. Of yeah, it. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was. I, I always thought it was like some trademark issue or something, like why they did it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's even better than when I heard it. Now. I'm gonna watch all the Simpsons again. They're all on a uh, Disney yeah. Plus another sponsor. Well, I want to know when it gets. Um, <laughs> That'd be huge. We haven't had any movies on Disney Plus yet. Of any of the movies we wanted to watch. No. Um, but I wanted to. Um, no, I forgot. I thought I had something. <laughs> but I went off on sponsor talk. I thought I had something. That's this whole podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought I had no, something. I I had something. Or off. Oh, I don't know what I wrote in these notes. Uh, yeah. 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 Um. But yeah. No. Looking forward to this one. Of um. It's a shorter movie than I remember. It, only an hour yeah, and a half. It's all, we sort of spoke about it with last episode being uh, Coming to America, where it's more of a like movie and a few jokes in there. The end gets pretty serious, but yeah. this is just wall-to-wall just jokes for an hour and a half. Yeah. So And just random um, we ha- the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. It's and you have to like so factor cool. in the pausing of the movie to write notes and look up stuff because yeah. everything just happens so quick. The beauty of and it I here. couldn't get all the... Oh, yeah. The beauty of it here for me is I just need to start the quote and I'm like, I'll finish it once, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> once I'm Well, on. that's the thing. I didn't write down every quote. I probably did like three out of five yeah. because I know a there's just too much and I'll be pausing <laughs> the movie too much. And I know that you've got them anyway, so I wasn't yeah. too stressed about I had it. to sort of filter it out after after a while. I'm like, all right, I've got to settle down. <laughs> and the music is yeah. definitely back for this one as yeah. well. So I've got about five or six scattered here. I know that we... Last two episodes, we haven't really added any, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. And I've got a question to ask as well about music while we're here. Do you think if it's if the actors are singing it, then it should be in the playlist? or Because it's like a cover version. and it, I'll let you decide and then I'll have my, my little Well, spiel. I think it's good. I think... So the classic example is the School of Rock, uh, Teacher's Pet, which that version isn't as good mm. as the... But the thing with... I assume you mean Afternoon Delight. Yeah is your example you mean but the thing is that was already a song and then they covered it yeah. so i think that's fine in this example teacher's pet was written for school of rock yeah. and that's why it doesn't sound as good as the cover so i think we can let this one slide i don't know i was sort of like yeah i was sort of like i don't want it in there because when she's singing it it just it doesn't really connect as much like oh, yeah. i have a bit of a laugh but <laughs> I, the way i was thinking is like it it just snaps you into that part of the movie but I oh, know it's up for discussion. I'm still sort of we'll have, I'll, we'll have a listen to it, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of sort of cool holler notes and yeah. some um, jazz bangers, simpler to super bad. So yeah, I was going to say that too. Seventies, um, 
But I think as well, when we get to Step Brothers, because I listened to the Step Brothers playlist thinking <laughs> we were doing it, um, there's so many as well. Like Montel Jordan, yeah. this is how we do it. It's like when they just sing it when they're jumping on the beds. So I was well, like, yeah. That's the thing. Can we have Sweet Child of Mine for that one? Because it's a cover. Well, that's, you know? yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. That's the question. So this is something we got to decide on. But <laughs> it's, this is, this is going to be a tough but, decision. But there's some banging songs that they cover as well. But yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into a little bit of the overview, eh? Mm-hmm. So we're doing Anchorman in 2004. Um, the IMDB ratings, uh, 7.2. So yeah. just right there again. just hovering around that little seven, yeah. low seven mark. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, 66%. Common Sense, three out of five. Uh, and Google uses 87. So a little bit on the lower side for this one compared to the other movies that we've had so far. Yeah, but they're all around that sort of 80 late 80s to 90s mark yeah. so they're all the fan favorites that we always said um so we have directed by adam mckay who directed a bunch of other will ferrell movies like the other guys and um yeah i'm pretty sure he did talladega night i stuffed it up it was um, um producer of other guys i stuffed yeah. that one up but it, i didn't I, he probably directed it as well to be yeah, honest yeah true um and yeah he done he's done a few uh SNL stuff with Will Ferrell, okay. of course. And this is our first Will Ferrell movie, isn't it? You see, his, this is definitely won't be the last yeah. as well. No, no, I saw I saw how uh, far we got Step Brothers down the list, so we're gonna have to move that up because I think it's like yeah. I think it's like twenty nine. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> nah we're gonna move that up. Yeah. Well, they're all bangers though. We're looking at the they list, are all, bangers, all bangers. Yeah. I guess we don't yeah. want to sort of go too heavy on one actor the whole time and yeah. sort of scatter it, but. I think that one needs to be pushed. To be honest, how I did it was you wrote down all the movies you wanted yeah. and I added a few and I just went to a randomizer and I used a randomizer ah. and then I started playing a, playing around a bit, yeah. moving stuff up and down and taking out stuff we probably yeah. doesn't hit as hard. Well, we so. said we we're going to do Home Alone for Christmas and sort of maybe in the yeah. future we'll do Elf or something like that too. <laughs> yeah, um, it all planned out. Um, so we mentioned uh, producers, so... Uh, Judd Apatow, who's already had his hands across a few of the movies. Yeah. David O. Russell, um, is he, did he direct? So he wrote there, yeah. he directed um, American Hustle. Yep. So yeah, all these guys. And I think it was a bit of a departure when um, Adam McKay and all those David O. Russell guys were working on um, American Hustle and like the big short and everything. Yep. So they used to working on these movies and then written by Adam McKay again and Will Ferrell. Obviously Will Ferrell, massive part of this movie. Um Will Ferrell plays Ron Burgundy in this. Uh, no alternative actors for that. I think they had Will Ferrell no. in mind and just stuck with him from the start. Yeah, he, well, he wrote it. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's he true. He wrote it for himself. <laughs> um, the cast, Christina Applegate. There was a few people that went up for the role. The, probably the most notable was Amy Adams. Um, I think that would have been a pretty good choice as well. Like, those would have been interesting to see. Yeah, I think Christina Applegate has a bit too, like, a lot more, like, spunk or bite about yeah. it than... Amy Adams, well, my assumption of Amy is, is, so I think it works a bit better. Yeah, well, for that role where she's got to stick up for herself yeah. and go against male pigs, I think Christine Applegate's yeah. a good one. <laughs> um, it's a good way of putting yeah. it. It's a very good way of putting it. <laughs> Paul Rudd um, plays Brian Fantana. Uh, yeah. An alternative to that would have been Ben Stiller, which... He does get a role in this as well. Uh, very, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we mentioned we were mentioning before the podcast that there's a lot of cameos in this of like some mm-hmm. pretty good actors. So it was good to see. Um, and Bob Odenkirk, which we discussed in a previous podcast, being um, from Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, he would have been good. He would have been good as either of them. I say he's like him as a 
champ kind, he would have been good, but he also would have been a pretty good brick yeah, as well. True. So he yeah, could have done any of them. Um, Steve Carell, Brick Tamland. I mean, that's mm-hmm. iconic. But Chris Parnell, who plays... Uh, not not the Grant. He's the guy below the station yeah, director. Yeah. The yeah, I think his name's Grant okay. or something. Like and when that. he says in my notes, but you poop, you poop, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I lost. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I lost it. Uh, um, but yeah, he's in a few things. So he does a lot of voice acting. He was in a uh, Thirty Rock. Do you watch Rick and Morty? No, I don't. I watched the first episode and I wasn't onto it. But I think I need to give it more of a yeah. go. Yeah, it took me a few guys to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, he's the. Uh, dad in rick and morty is probably what he's most known as now um you got david koshner which i didn't realize that was his name was champ kinds like i'd never yeah actually... you just know his face that's he's right one of those guys you just know his face he's in talendaga knights only... as well plays a yeah. uh, half decent oh not half decent but like a half big role in that um yeah. and john c Riley was a champ kind so i think that would have been a pretty good that would have been, been a very good choice yeah. but you know you can't have john c Riley and will ferrell and everything together <laughs> yeah um fred willard as ed harkin uh there was another actor for that i think it was the aussie old actor he's in i don't know i forgot i saw his face and um bill curtis is the narrator and i got a note here he refused to say penis in the movie because he wasn't sure about how big it was going to be and then he said <laughs> in anchorman 2 he's like okay now i'm open to say it because it, <laughs> because it was so popular that's good is he an actual um anchorman himself I like it says in the movie no i should have done a little bit more research on that one yeah. i can maybe if you want to go through the streamers i'll have a quick look who bill curtis is i'll go through the summary first and we'll go oh that the, makes uh, sense streaming platforms yeah oh he's an so american Hot sorry he's an american journalist oh, there you go. yeah he is hosted a go. number of a and e crime too quick on the goo <laughs> but yeah there you go journalist uh, I'll go through the summary. So, Hotshot Television Anchorman Ron Burgundy, of course, played by Will Ferrell, welcomes upstart reporter Veronica Corningstone, played by Christina Applegate, into the male-dominated world of 1970s broadcast news. That is, until the talented female journalist begins to outshine Burgundy on air. Um, yep, so available at the moment. This is a record-breaking streaming uh, yeah, services. Netflix, Binge, Paramount+, Plus, Foxtel, or Stan. So, basically, if you can't stream it, have a look at yourself because <laughs> there is that many things available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just until like next month when it's on nothing, yeah. <laughs> you can't watch it. Hey, Seinfeld on Netflix that. right now is. Um, oh, that's have you seen? There's, there's an outcry because it's not in four three like the original you know box TV oh. sizes. So a lot of the jokes don't stand. You know the episode with the pothole. Yeah. Um, it's cropped out like the potholes cropped out oh really so like a few of the yeah so a few of the jokes don't land as Ooh. hard people are cracking it because they have to have it at landscape okay yeah, i didn't i haven't realized i haven't heard it but yeah i'm yeah. i'm just have it in the background most of the time i just know all the jokes yeah, yeah. well we've got friends on in the background right now and it's just yeah just humming along yeah. nicely <laughs> it's just perfect. 10 seasons of background noise yeah it's but i didn't realize how long it went for too friends oh yeah um so a few little known facts so these ones are a bit harder to chuck in because there's a lot of um uh sort of standout things like sort of background behind the yeah. scenes so um the title and tagline were inspired by a ron jeremy porn star documentary um and the the name for that is porn star the legend of ron jeremy so <laughs> they've stolen it from that um this is this is cooked the original plot was going to be news anchors who crashed in the mountains and have to fight a group of ninja monkeys yeah <laughs> how would First that have all, worked Speaking about a group of pigs, Ron Jeremy is a pretty big pig. Yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if like, I think this was either a joke or like the first, first draft of it because oh, I saw the same thing and like they spoke about it on Conan or one of those 
uh, platforms, but it would have yeah, been horrible. That would have just been <laughs> insane. It would like all yeah. these all these guys are great actors, play a great role, but the plot would have completely killed this movie. Like, what's your thoughts mm-hmm. on um, what's that movie? Ninja Monkeys. No, <laughs> the one where they go into the forest and um, with Jack Black, Ben Stiller. Oh, um, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. What's your thoughts on that movie? That's a good movie. Okay. That's a very good movie. I it's a, it's a, uh, it's a satire. I think. Okay. Think of it that way. Yeah. Maybe I'll have a look at it with that lens, but yeah, I sort of thought yeah. I sort of linked to that sort of movie, um, with that plot line. Yeah. Um, so Mary Tyler Moore inspired, um, so the show, uh, inspired station manager, Ed, uh, named after Ed Asner. Um, one of the mm-hmm. actors on there, and Baxter was named after Ted Knight's character on the show as well. Very cute. So, what's the Mary Tyler Moore inspired? What does that mean? So, I think it was just a Mary Tyler Moore show. I think it was. Ah, yeah. yes, yes, so um, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're all there, um, the actors on there. Uh, mm-hmm. Will Ferrell. Yeah. So, Will Ferrell thought of the movie idea after watching a news, after watching a m- movie about Jessica Savage, the first ever anchor to newscast, uh, female yeah, that- anchor. That might have been after they realised that the mountain crash monkey movie might be the good idea. So this like, might hey, work a bit better. Will, yeah. uh, you're going to get off the acid and think of a better idea. <laughs> We've got another one. And um, um, Yeah, you showed me this before. Yeah. Um, you sent me a image of this guy, but the physical inspiration of Ron Burgundy was said to be Harold Green, the San Diego news anchor. From the 70s so, as well. Yeah, so everyone should probably go have a look themselves, Harold Green, yeah. but... Just looks exactly like <laughs> it's a dead ringer. Will Ferrell's character because it says yeah. it said it says probably on this fact, and I looked at it. I'm like, from the '70s, yeah. looks exactly like Ron Burgundy and San Diego. Like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty obvious. But they did they did take a lot of inspiration from other newscasters, like even having the narrator as Bill Curtis. Um, mm-hmm. And this is a nice, interesting one. <laughs> Had to ensure that Baxter's penis wasn't shown too much. Throughout the movie. Yeah, it wasn't shown too much. It can be shown a bit. Yeah. And we all know we're going to see a dog dick every now and again, but too much, there might be a bit Yeah, much, we can't so. have too much dog dick in this movie. <laughs> you reckon they're watching the first come like, hey, you reckon it's like, just, hey, well, you reckon there's a bit too much dog dick? It's like, now you're saying it. Yeah, you're right. You know there's what? A it's a too much dog dick. It's a decent, decent dog schlong in there. So we're going <laughs> yeah. to slow this one down. Um, all right, let's get stuck in, eh? First of all, what are we drinking? I got my Kaiju Crushers again. Yep. I've um, got a whole slab of these, so probably the next few episodes will, to be honest, knocking these down, but Fair enough. that's fine. Um, I've got the uh, trusty old Asahi in my frosted glass, but I've also, because I like to have a different drink each time, I was thinking of getting some scotch, yeah. but I didn't have any, so I was going to get some <laughs> yeah. Hennessy at least, but I went with the Shiraz Gin, um, Shiraz Gin and Tonic. So I don't usually like gin and tonic, good. but um, this is, yeah, it doesn't even taste like that sort of bitterness, so Shiraz Gin. Get on it if we sponsor if they sponsor us. That's all right. If they don't sponsor <laughs> us, sponsor. just maybe try it and see how you go. Yeah, <laughs> tell them to sponsor us. Yeah. Try it and tell them to sponsor <laughs> us. All right. So getting into the movie, it starts off with what's the narrator's name again? Bill Curtis. Let me just get it, Bill Curtis. So he's sort of introducing the time frame of where everything's happening. So it's a time before cable when the local anchorman reigned supreme. Yeah, and everyone believed what the anchorman said on the news, which is. More plays into our timeline now when there's 30 different news sources and they're all talking shit. Yep. So, it really shows when everyone believed the anchor man and they just pretty much showed the news and that was it. I think it goes as um, well, like when you look at our parents sort of watching the news, like that was that was everything. Like, you'd always have the news on. Like, me, I don't watch the news at yeah. all now. Oh. 
Well, now we've got the internet and stuff, but mm. like even back then, the news was the news yep. sort of thing. And now it's there's 30 different channels all spewing their own political mm. agenda. So like you don't know what's real and what's not mm. anymore. And science was science and you listened to it and medicine, yeah. medicine was medicine. You listened to it, but <laughs> hey, you know what? People oh, have got their different own opinions there. <laughs> so it's it's confirmed this is set in the 70s. Yeah, it's not like a uh, it doesn't... sex education thing where it's like, wearing 70s clothes or 80s clothes yeah. but it's in now I, I think, think even like when you look at them having like Veronica wants to use the TV like there's only one TV that she can watch yeah so it's sort there's of there's no sort of cell phones and stuff yeah there's no mobile phones there's nothing for like our that. American users they don't say what phones. it's said indirectly but they sort of like you can infer yeah. based off like some of the references that they use as well yeah um one of the things that they say at the start is it's based on actual events only the names locations and events have been changed <laughs> <laughs> um so this helicopter comes in and it just lands right in the middle of a busy road for no reason whatsoever um and the song treat her like a lady comes on which is definitely going to make our um yeah. uh, going to make our you've probably heard it you've probably heard it that's yeah. it um and yeah we can sort of hear bill curtis one of the things he says is suits so fine that makes sinatra look like a hobo <laughs> <laughs> um you sort of get an intro to Ron Burgundy looking at himself saying, come see how good I look. <laughs> I look yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's sort of getting an idea on just sort of how vain and mm-hmm. just sort of self-centered, self-centered he is. Um, but you fall in love with him straight away just for <laughs> some of the crap he's saying. Yeah. And I think like it shows him at the start, it just shows him introing himself or getting pumped up to do a news read. And there's like 30 one-liners just in yeah. this note here. Like I think more one-liners than I was in the last movie. So I wrote down like half of them. Or like the How Now Brown Cows. Yeah. Um, the unique New York. And the uh, I Love Scotch down in my belly. But there's like 30 of them. Got, like, you can't stop. I just love that picking his teeth. Ribs. I had ribs for lunch. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just how everyone has ribs. He tells the girl, um, what's your name? Maybe don't wear a bra next time. And then she get, he's like, she must get upset. He goes... No, I was talking to you. I don't know her name. What's her name? Ladalyn? L- Ladalyn? Like, like Chief's Wool? <laughs> um, yeah. And then he starts to do his practice. He's like, the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> yeah. If you were a, uh, a man, I'd punch you. I'd punch you right in the mouth. This is Bush League. <laughs> Point about his makeup. The human torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan. We should do a few of these before the podcast just to get our I think so. enunciation. Yeah, yeah. Ow now brown cow. Ow now brown cow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as as the news starts, you can see people just glued to the screen, like just stop what you're doing. Yeah, it really shows so, that like everyone stops what they're doing to watch yeah. um, the Channel 4 nightly news yeah. or the evening news, 6 o'clock news. I just remembered, um, my, it's like shows- I just remembered my Steve Hibbert. I was talking to you about it before. Oh, I didn't think about it. I just remembered my go. Steve Hibbert. The biker guy yeah. that goes... The biker guy yeah, that's looking good. at the news and just sort of like that's hilarious. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. He stood out to me. So, I, I, and they just like tell up. everyone in the biker bar to shut up yeah. and just listen to the news. Yeah, and then and then when yeah. he stuffs up later as well, he comes back on. But yeah, it's just like everyone <laughs> shut up. Rob Burgundy's on. <laughs> so yeah, he's my Steve Hibbert. No, I don't know what his name is. I didn't do the research, but he's. Uh, I'll I'll put it up and I think we got we'll put this up on the socials as well. Um, yeah, on our stories. But yeah, welcome to the Steve Hibbert. Hall of Fame. It's a good call. We'll do that. Um, and we get intro to all the sort of side characters. So we have uh, Champ Kind, uh, who is the sports announcer. 
uh, the sports sort of journalist, Brick Tamland, who does the weather, and Brian, who's the sort of on the streets yeah. reporter. Um, and they're all showing sort of an intro what to do. I like Brick's intro. I was saying it was like 42 degrees in the <laughs> northwest and 38 degrees in the Middle yeah. East. <laughs> I love it. I love that one as well. I like as well Brian Fantana just do it like singing like that. Like he's the reporter on the streets and he's doing like that harmonized singing with all the guys in leather jackets. Yeah. <laughs> um and the next thing as well is he's doing an uh Ron's doing a new story on a jet skiing water uh squirrel. <laughs> a water yeah, Nadia the Nadia the squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Have a look at that. That squirrel can water ski. <laughs> and then he goes back to the Steve Hibbert guy, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, and it does his cl- uh, famous tagline you stay classy mm-hmm. San Diego that um, the fade off and everyone and the everyone else everyone just back to him, him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just shows how popular he is um, and it uh, goes out after that and Ed Ed the station manager is telling them that uh, they have they're number one in the ratings and they've just mm-hmm. grabbed every key demographic demographically and then will ferrell goes super duper that's nice neato gang neato <laughs> oh. yeah so they're all very happy and everything's going so well for the boys yeah yeah uh, group of peers who's that girl that's with head. brian in that she's in she's pretty famous she's a great actress or yeah actor. it's uh katherine hahn katherine hahn that's it yeah she was close because she's in the movie a fair bit, but she doesn't really do too much. Yeah. She's kind of just there. Well, you see there, uh, she's, yeah. she's like scantily dressed and she's like hanging on to Brian Fantana. And then as the movie goes on, is if you track her, it sort of just goes to show everyone's like view on the guys. So look at that. Yeah. It's, oh, mate, I've watched it many times. This is a, P, this is a P, oh, not a, an English teacher <laughs> yeah. sort of set up. So here. she's got her, um, um, yeah, good call. It's like, yeah, it's like when I did, um, what movie did I do? Um, Sixth Sense at high school. You can always see red. There you go. Um, but yeah, she's wearing like knee high boots and like a dress and she's sort of all over him. But then like, you know, as, as you go on, when he asks her where the party's at later on, she sort of bars him. So it's, um, yeah, she's sort of like a bit of a barometer for how the girls are looking. Very good call. Um, so the next scene is that at a party at, I don't know whose house, is it someone's no house? I thought it was Ron's yeah. house. But yeah, it was just, they're just at a party. Um, it's another, another example of, a quote that's in our intro yep. with the ladies and gentlemen. Can I please have your attention? You're listening to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Um, that. Yeah. So it's a pretty good. So he says he's got a urgent and horrifying news story and he needs everyone to stop what they're doing and listen and just does a cannonball, which I don't know. It feels cannonball. weird saying because we always just say bomb. Like, yeah. I think that's our version of bomb, yeah. to be honest. We just have to be, have to be different to the Americans or the Americans have yeah. to be different to British. And yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we get introed into. They sort of talk to each of the um, newscasters. Yeah, we so we break the fourth wall and all the news. I don't really do it too much. Mm. I think the, Veronica has sort of a voiceover. Veronica's got a narrator, yeah. yeah. Narrative moment. Uh, but yeah, they break the wall and sort of introduce themselves to us. So they have Paul Rudd and he looks older there than he does yeah. now. Like the man doesn't age. <laughs> do you know what Paul Rudd did before he was an actor? No. There's a bar mitzvah DJ. As videos of him, like cool. old home videos of Paul Rudd, like blowing out the Torah candles, or I don't, sorry, I don't know if they're called Torah or whatever, but he's blowing <laughs> no, out all the, the candles. <laughs> I don't know. I apologize already, but yeah, he's like blowing out the candles and just like really awkward yeah. dancing around with all these people in a bar mitzvah. Um, yeah, what's it was like? I remember he was in Clueless, like pretty young, yeah. um, and then he's going to be in Friends, in Friends, pretty yeah. soon as Phoebe's love interest, but. 
He must have been pretty young in this one, to mm. be honest. Like, this was, what, nearly 20 years ago? The Great Hot... So he would have been uh, in his mid-20s. The Great American Summer, the one where he's in a summer camp. Oh, Red, Red Hot American Summer. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. in that one pretty early on mm. as well, I'd say. Um, so we've got... He calls his penis the octagon, we find out. And he says <laughs> he does have a name for his testes. The left one is James Westfall, uh, which is named after a famous jazz vibrationist. Oh, it's vibraphonist. <laughs> Vibraphonist, yeah. and the right one is called Dr. Kenneth Noisewater, which he's. I've I found an interview he did, and he said um, he saw it in a directory when he was doing prank calls as a kid, and he goes, "It was down as Ken Noise Just kept it. He's, it was down as Ken Noisewater, um, but he's like, I don't know if he has a <laughs> or if he has a doctorate or not or a PhD, but I thought I'd I'd just add it in there. So apparently, um, Adam McKay just yelled out octagon when he was about to when he was about to say penis and then he just said the octagon <laughs> well yeah that's what i was thinking later on like how much of this movie must be improv oh yeah because like the scene where oh, i won't say it yet but where will ferrell's talking to baxter yeah I'm like he could have just been making up anything they probably just ran with it especially him being like, the writer as well he'd feel like he had a lot of yeah, freedom to do what he wanted just run um, like run the tape for half an hour and i'll just talk shit to a dog in the bloopers as well when he's doing like the beard of zeus and then like by the hammer of thor yeah. like he would just be rattling off like heaps and heaps of different yeah, ones as and well. they just take it on that works <laughs> and then when he's when he's oh, we'll go we'll, we'll wait for it get there but when he's going to veronica <laughs> about um like just bagging her out like you could just see that you're just making up half of this shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got Champ Kynes. Um, he says it's all about having fun. Whammy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm known for my catchphrase. Whammy. Like Gene tennis at the plate. <laughs> Whammy. <laughs> just getting pissed the whole time. Um, he says what well, starts a fire in someone's kitchen. Go to Sea World. Take my pants off. Just some of the things he does for fun. <laughs> um, and then it goes over to Brick Tamland. And he's... I like how Brick's arm is just putting mayo inside a toaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a deleted scene about that or extras where he just eats part of the jar and goes, mmm, mayonnaise. <laughs> just so rude. All right, Michael, the segment's back. Ooh, yeah. I want to... You missed last week this too, is... so I was ready I for I know, I did miss it. Yeah. There wasn't too many, but this is the classic, does Michael know the words to this famous quote? So what is uh, Brick Tamlin's intro? All right. Hi, I'm Brick Tamlin. People seem to like me because I am polite and rarely late. Uh, oh, there's something in there I like. I like to eat ice I like cream. to eat ice cream. Years later, a doctor will tell me that I have an IQ of 48 and when what some people would call mentally retarded. So close. Oh. So very good. So you, you just missed the line. So it's, okay. I like to eat ice cream and I really enjoy a nice pair of slacks. God. Years later. <laughs> Years but later. yes, very good. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no, I was, I was happy yeah. with that one. I'll do, I'll do, yeah. I love my love brick in this. <laughs> He's got one of the best bloopers I've ever seen at the end as well. The bloopers real for this one's classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes over... Next is Will or Ron goes over to um, Brian and he's with a um, smoking looking blondie. <laughs> and... Um, says you got to meet this girl she used to be a charges cheerleader but then she broke her pelvis <laughs> <laughs> so you all know what that means I think. um and then she says you got a new there she got a new story for him and then it says it's right here and he says you pointed to your boobies <laughs> and then and then brian just goes oh my god you did <laughs> so yeah they're like really like cute and innocent yeah and like 
I think we mentioned a few times about how the rest of the gang are pigs. And yeah. uh, Ron Burgundy, he has a few pig-like qualities, mm. but he's a bit more sensitive than... Yeah. You know, especially Brian and Champ. He sort of he sort of I goes think. in and out. Like he goes down yeah. and then like he just cracks it and like goes the other way. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, so they say we've been coming to the same party now for twelve <laughs> years, and in no way is that depressing. And it's just yeah. a nice little that silent like three seconds yeah. afterwards. <laughs> um, I like. I think I yeah. I remember relating to that. I remember we used to go to my mates' like backyard <laughs> heaps, like you know the one you'd be growing up when yeah. you were a kid. And you start doing it, still doing it when you're like 26. Like, we need to get out of here. Yeah. This is getting a bit too old. <laughs> I need to do something So I'm like, else. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's different if you lived like in the city as well. Like you go to different bars, but for us, it's, yeah, yeah we didn't really have bars suburban, or anything. Suburban good. boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's when he first sees Veronica. He mm-hmm. says, by the beard of Zeus. Um, <laughs> and the song Cherry Cherry plays, which is uh, absolute banger as well. It's very brief, but it's a, it's a ripping song. So that's definitely going to make our... Uh, you've probably heard it, pod, uh, podcast <laughs> playlist. Another one. Um, and he just ditches. Well, there was a there's a lady there that said she's had a crush on him since she was in the yeah twelfth, which is kind of twelfth grade. But like, she looks almost yeah. older than him as well, which is <laughs> which is. Well, she, I think she just said when she was young or something. Yeah, but I don't know how young. Um. Anyway, he just ditches her, going to look up, look for Veronica, and then finds her, and he just goes, <laughs> and then. Uh, I wrote porno music, but then I found out it's called Use Me, uh, the song, which is also going to make our yeah. playlist. Um, so he goes up and introduces himself. And he, one of the first things he says is, you have an absolutely breathtaking <laughs> Heine. I mean, that thing's good. I want to be friends with it. <laughs> like they, they use Heine a few times in this movie, probably because they couldn't say arse. Yeah. Or probably because they couldn't say arse. Yeah, probably honest. had swearing credits as well. There's probably... Yeah, I don't think there's too much swearing in this. No, not really. Honest. Yeah. Um, he says he's kind of a big deal. He has many leather-bound books. His, <laughs> his apartment is filled with rich mahogany. Yeah, and I tried to look for that rich mahogany when we were in his apartment. Couldn't find too yeah, much. Yeah, no, that wasn't. To be honest with you, it was full of shit. I reckon he would. I reckon he might have a couple of leather-bound books though. He'd keep writing autobiographies <laughs> oh, yeah. about himself. One of those guys. Um, and anyway, she's not really giving him much. And then he just says, "Look, no. I'm going to say something. If you want it, you could uh, you could take it. If not, throw it back. I want to be on you." <laughs> and she just leaves and just leaves with, and rightfully so as well and he just mutters to himself again I want to be on you I want to be on like you he, yeah. like, meant to, like he couldn't like he had to say it yeah he had to keep get it out of him um, and then we go back to sort of his apartment and he's by himself um, and we meet Baxter his dog which is some sort of terrier yeah I was going to look a, him up long haired terrier it's a nice scraggy looking dog I love scruffy looking dogs yeah um, um, yeah, and I like he, we find out he can talk to Baxter and Baxter just barks at him but he understands <laughs> what he's saying and they're talking about how he's lonely and like Baxter's probably the smartest person I'm not person, lonely smartest character in the yeah. city <laughs> I'm not lonely I'm loved by everyone in the yeah. city <laughs> um, what else is there he says it talks about like of course I made a lady tonight well this one's different <laughs> just as he's barking to him and he just gives him a he just lets Baxter goes off uh, goes off and barks at him. He goes, wow, you know how to cut to the core of me. You're like a miniature Buddha all covered in hair. <laughs> and then just yeah. keeps barking. He goes, you know I don't speak Spanish in English, please. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that had to be improv. You yeah. Right, that. They would have just gone for ages. Like, getting the poor dog to just bark at Will Ferrell <laughs> for ages while he just makes up improv. Um, and yeah, he's, he says to him, 
you pooped in the refrigerator and you ate the whole wheel of cheese? Baxter, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you see is they go to bed and they're in their matching uh, Channel 4 news team <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> pajamas and they've both got a snoring apparatus on. <laughs> yeah, that like mouth guard retainer thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one, they're heading back to the studio, quite hungover. Mm-hmm just sort of debriefing yeah so everyone's it's like a the morning briefing or whatever and everyone's just hung over as fuck and then talking about the night before and what was it champ woke up in a <laughs> japanese family's living room I, yeah he broke up in some <laughs> japanese family's rec room and they would not stop screaming and then brick goes oh i ate a big red candle <laughs> uh yeah and that's yeah that's when ed comes in with his little what's his name the sidekick's name gary you say uh, I think Grant. Grant, sorry. Along those GR. Yeah. Um, oh, Pretty well, there was yeah. a GR in there somewhere. Well, yeah. <laughs> G-A-R, I guess. Um, <laughs> and he says that Ling Wong, the rare panda, is pregnant, which is sort of that new story that they follow throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, he mentions that Network is looking for a new anchor. He asks if Ron's listening, but he's just passed. He just says no. He goes, well, this is for yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then they play the song That Lady now this when I looked up this song I was like this this song goes for way too long I'm not putting it in there but the, so, the song had parts one and parts two in there parts one is with ah. all the vocals parts two is just the instrumental like for three minutes I'm like okay at least I found part one so that's we'll That it. Lady part yeah. one it will go in there um, and this is when Veronica is stepping out of the taxi um, and we find out that she has gotten a job from another news station yeah they say, yeah, what the, what the hell is, diver- they need yeah. for diversity. <laughs> they said the affiliates, yeah, what the hell is diversity? Yeah. The affiliates have been looking, uh, been talking about a lack of diversity and he goes, I could yeah. be wrong on this one, but I believe diversity is an old, old wooden ship used in the civil war era. <laughs> Ed goes, Rana, uh, Rana, be surprised if the affiliates are concerned with the lack of an old, old wooden ship. <laughs> yeah. And I like how. Ron just takes it like, all right, I was wrong. Yeah, Fair yeah. enough. I'll just move on with my life. And as Ron just talks so much shit. And as as Ron's talking about it, it's, uh, you can see Brick just like nodding along going, oh, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> he does that a few times, Brick, where he's just oblivious in the background of scenes. You have to look for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so, so they introduce Veronica into the studio. Um, mm-hmm. And then they the next thing is they sort of cut to Ed's office and we find out the boys are quite pissed off about having mm-hmm. a lady in the, the newsroom yeah and this is like they're just complaining about it and they have no idea about ladies working and it's called anchor man not anchor lady it's not even anchor woman and that's a scientific like lady. fact yeah and this is where bricks just yelling loud noises <laughs> all over again and yeah he hears that the periods attract bears and the bears smell the menstruation you guys is he just stops in as well. He goes, I don't know what we're yelling about. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then and they ask Ron and he goes, it's Damo. She has beautiful eyes and her hair smells like cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. So he's saying like Ron's actually like attracted to her and in love with her. Yeah. And he's just, and not, the rest are just angry. Yeah. That she's a woman working in their his, studio. He said, yeah, the periods attract bears. The bears could smell the menstruation. <laughs> and then like, uh, the other character, what's, uh, uh, Fantano, Brian Fantano, he's like, You hear that, Ed? The bears. You want bears? Now you're putting the whole it's station like, yeah. in jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
And then Champ goes, I would say this, she does have a good old, big old behind. I'd like to slap some barbecue <laughs> sauce on that butt and go, rum, rum, rum. and even like Ed's laughing yeah, too. He's like he's losing it, it, he's enjoying it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, Veronica walks in right in the middle of Champ doing wolf calls, <laughs> wolf howls. Yeah. Um, and they just tell him to cut it out, basically. And she's just asking for a desk and says that. Um, she can use one of the bullpen in the meantime. And then Ron goes, you can use my office and maybe afterwards we can go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's lower your voice, Ron. Um, and as soon as Veronica leaves, Champ just goes straight back to it. And <laughs> just, you can hear him. Oh, she is a saucy him. mama. <laughs> and like, she can hear him out the yeah, straight door away. because <laughs> he's just like screaming. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that's when we sort of get Veronica breaking the fourth wall in a sense, where she's narrating, mm-hmm. um, just saying how hard it has to be, how hard she has to work, and that she needs to be the best um, to be able to make it in this world. Yeah. Um, and then the next scene is the boys are walking the streets of San Diego, um, and they're complaining again about how they don't want a female in the office. And Will Ferrell keeps talking about how it's not too bad and she's got beautiful eyes yeah. and everything. Even before that, Champ- sorry, the, the, as the uh, zoom out, you can see an old wooden ship in the in the docks. <laughs> I just love it. So when it, before they go see the boys, there's just an old wooden ship sitting in the docks there with all the sails. I'm like, that's perfect. That's diversity. Yeah. I reckon um, if, I, I, think if, I, if I ever become super rich and get a yacht, I'm calling it diversity. An old wooden yacht. From uh, the... Uh, Civil War era. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I think uh, Brian calls uh, Ron, Jer- uh, Ron Jeremy. See? Yeah. <laughs> um, he calls him, he said he's gone soft on us like a schoolboy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show they're just, yeah, just pigs and just wanted it their way and don't want things mm-hmm. to change. Um, and yeah, Ron just goes, hey, take it easy. She has feelings too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, Yeah. Um, anyway, just sort of to, to keep fitting in with the boys, he says, uh, let the games begin. Hi-oh. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you hear Brian go, there he is. I'm very aroused. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they keep walking and they bump into mm-hmm. Vince Vaughn as Wes Mantooth. Yeah. From the name. KQHS evening news team. Yeah. So what we find out is he's the sort of second to their number one news coverage in the San Diego area. Um, and as we said, we meet a few of the other broadcasters yeah. in a few scenes. Uh, but then it's got the classic, they're sort of bickering and it's like the four on four. It's a, um, Brick- a bit of a Warriors vibe as well. Yeah, very similar. I can see that. Um, and it's like... The classic, hey, where did you get those clothes? The toilet store. <laughs> the toilet That's store. That's another classic one. And then, um, yeah, he says, I didn't know that the Salvation Army was having a sale. And that's, yeah, Brick comes back with the toilet yeah. store. And then he says something else to him. And then Champ goes, I'll smash your face into a car windshield. <laughs> then take your mother Dorothy Mantooth out for a nice seafood dinner and never call her again. <laughs> that's not even that. Darling, Mantooth is a saint. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. it's not even that bad but yeah just the way he does it's perfect um yeah yeah says <laughs> Dorothy Mantis is saint um and yeah he just uh Ron just sort of says well you just might must be upset because you finished second in the ratings mm-hmm. and they just walk off like a bit of a mic drop moment there it's like yeah, yeah we yeah. got yeah he's slamming slamming the truck saying that the um I'm coming for you Ron Burgundy I hate you I hate you 
And then he goes, what? He can't say, says to the other three guys, what? He can't say anything? Even the guy who can't think says something. You guys just stand there? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's good in this uh, Vince Vaughn. He's yeah. got a couple good moments. He's, got great, he's just angry yeah. in everything that he does in this. And yeah, yeah. he does it well. Polish boy. Um, and then we go, um, we go back to Ed's office. And there's a few scenes like this where... He must have like a very troubled son or something. Um, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> and he's talking about how uh, he's talking to someone we don't know yet on the phone. And he's like, oh, I've got no idea where he could get hold of that German pornography. And he's like, oh, we, you know, we've all seen pornography before, haven't we? And he's like, oh, sorry. And he like stops Veronica and he's like happy for talk about German pornography yeah, in front of Veronica. So that's not a problem. It's like, oh, you haven't seen it? It's like, okay, I'll stop it after school uh, later, Sister Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, Veronica's coming in and just saying that she won't have her first story about a cat runway show. Um, mm-hmm. He basically just says, everyone just does what they're assigned, so go and do your job. Um, and just walks off at that. Um, to be fair, like there wouldn't be that many news stories in San Diego 70. Like, you know, you're, it's your first story. Like, I mean, and that's the thing. We don't know. I haven't seen her CV or anything, mm. so I don't know how much experience she has. They said she worked somewhere in North Carolina, but yeah. it's your first day on the job. I mean, you're going to cop some shitty jobs. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, it's, you know, like, I understand she's trying to put her foot forward, but like, you mm-hmm. know, it's you. People, I always hear, I, I will love my wrestling, and I hear um, a lot of like The Undertaker talking to Chris Jericho when he had to work with like, Fandango, who was like a ballroom dancing thing. He's like, I'm not going to work with this guy. And the Undertaker just said, you were told to wrestle, so you wrestle. He's like, you told to do yeah. your job, you do your job. So if only Veronica T- Cornystone could talk to the Undertaker, <laughs> she might have worked it. Um, if only, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next thing is basically the uh, the guys are going, all going to have a crack at Veronica now. They all decide they're, mm-hmm. they're going to play their part. And the first one is Champ going in. Um trying to grab something and then just brushes past her breast. Well, he just pretty much sexually assaults her. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's what happens. He's yeah. probably, he's probably one of the worst of all him and Brian. Are, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're Champ, oh, Champ's the worst one. hundred yeah. percent. Um, but yeah, she just says, are you trying to touch my breasts? And he said, uh, uh, what can I say? I like the way you put together, you know, maybe we can grab some chicken, maybe some sex, you know, see how things happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just, she just straight uppercuts him in the balls. Yeah. He deserved that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and the next one is Brian Fantana, his famous cologne collection. Um, yeah, and he's then just opens the drawer, like opens his like cob- uh, closet or cupboard or something, yeah, more of a cupboard. It's just filled. Yeah, it's just like hundreds of uh, different cologne bottles. Yeah, opens up this. He opens up this separate box. It's like got fake grass around it, and then you can hear the uh, panther <laughs> noise. Um, and he says, this is sex panther. It's illegal in nine countries. It's- yeah, I like, I like that panther noise too. Yeah, it's, like, that it's like, how can we add a bit more to it? It's the panther noise. With the panthers playing tonight as well in the NRL. Yeah. There we go. God damn it. Um, uh, and he said, he said, it's a formidable scent. It stings the nostrils. Yep. I'm just going to tell you, it smells like pure gasoline. Like- <laughs> yeah. Well, we got that in a second, but I like how everyone thinks it smells different. Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> like got, everyone connects to something else absolutely wretched. Yeah. Um, he goes, they've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. He goes, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then, yeah, basically 
has a crack at it. He says, I've got an invitation I'd like to extend your way, which we find out later what he was actually going to ask her. Um, mm-hmm. And Veronica just goes, it smells like it smells like a used diaper filled with Indian food. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure this is Judd Apatow. He goes, it smells yeah. like a turd covered in burnt hair. <laughs> so that's my uh, Steve Hibbert moment. Oh. Is he caught me off guard, but I remember this. So Judd, Judd Apatow gets on the list for his uh, smells like turd covered in burnt hair. <laughs> so congratulations, Judd. It caught me off guard. Well, it's uh, usually not in front of the camera. We'll be the most. There we go. We'll be the most famous Steve Hibbert inductee by yeah. far. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, nice. No, it's, <laughs> it's definitely one that sticks in your head. And then yeah. the lady goes, "It smells like Bigfoot's dick." <laughs> <laughs> and the next scene is just him getting sprayed down in his full suit, and said, "It's worse. <laughs> it's worse than the time the raccoon got in the copier." <laughs> I like I like how they don't send him home. They just spray him down and then make him stick around. <laughs> and then he has to go back and just dry. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the next one's Brick having a crack, which you can imagine he's only having a crack because the champ and Brian have told him to. Um, yeah. And then he says, cough, look over here. Excuse me, Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. The pants, the party with the pants. And she says, are you trying to tell me there's a party in your pants and that I'm invited? That's it. Did Brian tell you to <laughs> tell you to say this? No. Yes, he did. <laughs> okay, no break. And then she says, like, no, I don't want to go. And he said, oh, very well. Ian, would you like to go to a party in my pants? No break. <laughs> no. <laughs> he runs off and just stacks it in the background. You can hear everything going. Yeah. <laughs> going gangbusters. Um, and then, yeah, she the boys all talking about their failure and to Ron about how they stuffed up. And then <laughs> Brick goes, mm, I just burnt my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says the one way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show, <laughs> which I think um, I think in then, itself is the first. I don't know if people got it. Like it must be got it from you. Two tickets to the gun show. I've never heard that used before. This I reckon it came from you. Yeah, it might be. I think it's around that time. Yeah. I'm not sure if it. I doubt it'll be a big impression or a big saying. Yeah. Um, before that, so it's probably the where it brought you know everyone saying that but I, i've heard that so many times now yeah. but yeah that probably makes sense iconic yeah then we got uh ron berg in his in his office just doing weights and it's all the classic 1000 <laughs> 1000 <laughs> you know uh yeah, it's um it's a, it's a deep burn i don't know if you heard it was uh i don't know if you heard me <laughs> counting i did over a thousand <laughs> He goes, you got your uvulus muscle, which connects to your operadorousness. You know, it's boring. But it's, part- yeah. <laughs> it's boring, but it's part of my part of my life. I'm just going to put the shirt on if you don't mind. Watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Um, and yeah, she sort of cracks it at him. She's just basically says she wouldn't but expect... But like, it's not, not even that bad of an attempt. Like, you got champ that sexually harassed her. And yeah. this guy's just like working out. She's- and that's his attempt. And she cracks it at that I- one. I guess to her, she's sort of like, if I could have a friend, maybe it's it's Ron and like oh, he's yeah. the one doing Good it as point. well so that's just sort of the straw that broke the camel's back maybe um, but yeah I know what you mean um, and yeah basically chases after her and said like us her as a professional um, and then she agrees like it's not a date and he goes yep I'll pick you up at 7 o'clock and then yeah. the camera pans down he's <laughs> just got a massive erection well, he says I'll <laughs> It's not a date. I'll squire you around town. So he's just like making up words, yeah. like making up sayings. <laughs> yeah. I'll squire you around town. But yeah, he's just got a full on erection. 
And what's he blames it in a fault in his pants? <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's an optical illusion. It's actually the pattern of the pants. <laughs> I'm going to take it back yeah. now to the pants store. Um, but I was like, if you've got an erection like that, there's no way you're not feeling it. Like against the tight pants. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he says, you've got to, he's like, he basically disagrees with her that he's got an erection. He looks at it and goes, oh yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, and yeah, so um, basically walking off and he goes, don't act like you're not impressed <laughs> to the rest of the office. Yeah, so he, he can never find that line between being a nice guy and a, yeah. a pig. <laughs> uh, but then we the the panda watch is still going on. So they're waiting for the panda to give birth and it's got Brian over at the zoo and he calls the panda Ching King. He doesn't even care. And I love how he just goes, uh, Ching King is mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, is he, I wanted an interview, but they said, you can't do that. He will, he's a live bear. He will literally tear your face off. And he's just basically yelling at it. You're making me look stupid. Get out here, panda jerk. <laughs> and then Ron goes, um, great story, compelling and rich. <laughs> and then as he does his regular sign off and he goes, I'm Ron Burgundy. And we find out that if uh, they put a question mark in there and anything that you put in the teleprompter, Ron will read out, which is a bit of mm-hmm. um, foreshadowing as we, there we, go. As we as get we later on. Um, but the next thing we have is the date scene. Yeah. Oh, Veronica, my little China doll. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, full of, I'm in... full of it tonight. <laughs> yeah. So they're meeting in, I guess, the foyer of the new studio. And it's got Ronica there first and she's saying that it's a bad idea, but she's saying that he's good looking and she's sort of into him. So that's yeah. your first sort of knowledge that he's going to, oh, she's into him as well. Yeah. So there's something that could happen here. Um, but yeah, they talk about what they're going to do that night. Um, have you got anything before they go to the sort of weird makeout spot or? No, no, not really. No. no. Yeah. So they're in sort of a, they're in the car at this sort of must be on top of a hill or something looking over out at San Diego. Uh, but it just looks like a classic sort of make-out spot. For yeah, like yeah, I was going to write that too. 70 or 80s movie. Yeah. Um, and he's talking about his knowledge of uh, San Diego, which is, of course, all wrong. He thinks it was founded by in 1904 by Germans, <laughs> which is, of course... Well, when was, Ameri- when was America founded? Oh, like... It was by... 1600s yeah, or something. something like that. Before us. Four score and seven years ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> imagining that it's it from 1904 and then that Germans of all people, <laughs> it's just wrong on so many yeah. levels. Um, and they said he named it San Diego, which of course in German means a whale's vagina, <laughs> which just makes absolutely <laughs> no sense whatsoever. But yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. Uh, there's there's a blooper of him doing that and he just goes and just so, the most ridiculous thing he's ever yeah, seen uh, a, a whale's vagina <laughs> <laughs> which Will Ferrell has some of the best blooper moments like it's, if you watch mm-hmm. Eastbound and Down like Eastbound and Down bloopers are the, the Danny McClone yeah. <laughs> nice and deep like I let him watch like my father I'll... showed me like his father showed him Hey, that's, those plums are good. Can I trade it for your Twinkie? No, these are my plums. <laughs> anyway, that'll be a whole different video. Um, Just watch us yeah, for that video. Um, and yeah, so he basically says that no one knows what it means. Scholars maintains the translation yeah. was lost hundreds of years ago. And then and she goes, doesn't that mean St. Diego? And then yeah. he goes, 
no, no, I don't think that's <laughs> what it means. Um, like, yeah, yes, 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 it is. Like, well, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, dis- like, yeah. no. <laughs> no, you're just wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, they go over to the bar after that mm-hmm. and they're drinking. Does he order a drink with pepper and cheese in it? Yeah, like he goes, yeah. vermouth with some pepper yeah. and some cheese. Is that very good? <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, she says something weird as well, like, Let's yeah, kick off like this, kick it in the kick it in the head and all this shit. Kick off the like, steel toe wanna... boots with the yeah. yeah. I don't know something really weird. And he's like really impressed. He goes, "Oh, certainly, yeah." yeah. <laughs> um, and then she um, said, "We get intro to uh, t- uh, do we get intro to Tina?" Well, sorry, just before yeah. that, she goes, "When uh, in, when in Rome?" And he goes, "Yes, go on." <laughs> just realize what was saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then he keeps trying to use yeah. it throughout the movie. It's like, well, when you when in Rome, yeah, like, no, it doesn't work there. Um, and then, yeah, we get um, intro to Tina, like you're saying. Tino, the uh, I guess he's the owner of the restaurant or bar it's or whatever Fred it is. Amos. Fred Armisen. Armisen, yeah. that's it. So he's a bunch of the he's the SNL. SNL sort of crew. Yeah. He's in sort of everything. Probably know him best as the Euro Trip um, guy in the train. I was thinking, oh, true, yeah. I was thinking yeah. as well. Um, Juice Bigelow, he's the guy that smokes and chucks a cigarette in the in European Gigolo. Smokes the cig- uh, cigarette and chucks in the fish tank. And Deuce has to go in and save the fish from eating it. Oh, I'm going to watch that again. Yeah. I've seen the first was one. Up- I remember watching the second one heaps on like a PSP. Yeah. I yes. Ha- yes. I had, I had the PSP. same. Yeah, yeah. I had the same. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a bit of a weird dude, this Tino. He says, we've got a saying about him in my country, the coyote of the desert. I don't know, something like that. And, and only the ribs yeah. would be broken for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. He's like, yeah, Tino, I just wrote like he says some weird story about his old country. I'm like, what do you want about yeah. man? Uh, but he wants to run to play the Yaz flute. Yeah, uh, for Yaz everyone, Yazflut, um, and Ron doesn't want to play because on a date, but it's a classic scenario where he's got it in his pocket. So <laughs> Honestly, I'm not it. impressed. Like, oh, I don't know. Oh, and I'm like how someone from the crowd yells out "Fire up, Ronnie!" Yeah, <laughs> when he's just about to play, <laughs> he starts and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And then next thing you know, he just plays it like a pro. But I like it as well how he talks to the band. He goes, "He's holding, he's holding, uh, shake flat down or something like that." Just talking like an absolute Harlem shake. Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, true. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I think I might be right on this one. I think it was East Harlem. Yeah, I don't know. Might be. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, he starts starts playing. He's like, that's baby making music right there. <laughs> yeah, I like how he's like, he's playing, but he's like grunting at the same yeah. time. He's like, oh yeah, that's baby grunting. <laughs> yeah. He just does like, radio, like pop, like uh, walking on the tables, popping up in random places. My favorite has to be when he just randomly goes under the toilet stall, yeah. playing the flute. Well, he's like, he's like stepping on the tables and like stepping on glasses and everything. And like everyone just loves full it. Full of wine. Yeah. And, every, and like Tino's like clapping. <laughs> he's like, hey, you're breaking all his shit, man. <laughs> Why are you so happy? He, yeah. um, he finishes with a flamethrower where he slurps up a drink and then spits it out. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you can see that Veronica's starting to um, really fall for him there. Mm-hmm. And they start to share their passions and Ron says he wants to be a network anchor and Veronica says she has the same dream as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when Ron makes a move. She says, you know, we're co-workers. I don't want to do this. And he says, why don't for night we just be co-people? Like smooth, <laughs> smooth. Pretty smooth. Yeah. That's as smooth as he gets. Probably, I reckon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then yeah, next thing you know, they're making out and they making out in Ron's bed and She's speaking Spanish and he goes, stop, stop. I don't know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, he really needs to learn Spanish. His dog speaking <laughs> yeah. Spanish, his girlfriend speaking Spanish, and also Danny so, Trejo um, later in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll I come think to San that. Diego is pretty close to Mexico anyway. So that's probably yeah, no. pretty close. <laughs> he's just a yeah. He's just a typical once he got his thing his way, and everyone should stick by it. Yeah. Um. It says yeah, take me to Pleasure Town, and oh, we're going. Um. This song didn't make the the playlist no. i don't think it's it's not bad but it doesn't i don't think it quite fits the vibe um yeah love is like candy on a show <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah it's an animated sex scene basically where they're yeah, just riding unicorns just car- cartoons and unicorns and all this stuff um yeah. and yeah just flashes to the next morning after that and um having a he's having a ciggy oh she's having a ciggy and he's having a coffee and you look and baxter's in his pjs <laughs> his, yeah his retainer his, yeah he, so it shows like he doesn't even get dressed and he's like Baxter had to dress himself yeah. and go to bed that night <laughs> yeah because Baxter uh, Baxter before that was just barking at him basically yeah. and the next uh, without so like anything bed. on <laughs> so he just must have done it all yeah. himself which is great um, and yeah just Veronica basically says she doesn't want to mm-hmm. this to talk about it in the office uh, wants to keep it professional and then Ron says of course when in Rome and then <laughs> she's like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah. actually apply huh? he's like she's like don't worry you'll get it um, and yeah, yeah. The next- so they both agreed to keep their sort of love affair, uh, silent and they won't tell anyone at the office or the public, but then the direct next scene is them all at the office, um, and Ron's with his boys and he's just yelling out that, uh, Veronica Corningstone and I had sex and now we're in love. <laughs> it's like, oh, did I say that loud? It's like, yeah, you pretty much yelled it. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> he goes, I can't help it. It's fantastic. And then just ask him about what it's like and he thinks it's the mm-hmm. sex but they actually asking about what love is like so you can just tell mm-hmm. they're completely naive like um naive blokes just no idea mm-hmm. and then <laughs> brian goes i think i was in love once he goes what was her name okay i don't know he's like that's not a good start but keep going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like she was brazilian or chinese or something weird i, I met <laughs> her in the weird yeah <laughs> I met her in the bathroom of a Kmart. We made love for hours and then parted ways never to see each other again. He goes, I'm pretty sure that's not love. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and then Brick does his, I love carpet. I love desk. I love lamp. Do you really love the lamp or are you saying it? I love lamp. It's like, Brick, are you, just, are you looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. I love lamp. I love yeah. lamp. <laughs> um, and yeah, it says it's kind of tough to explain. And he says, it's sort of like, gonna find my baby, gonna hold her. And then all the boys just start joining in as well. And it, and it is life. them. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure it is them singing. It is. So it's all pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty well harmonized uh, too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Brick. Thinking up is working on my appetite. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they just say, I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Yeah, it sounds like you have I like, a mental Yeah, problem, I like how man. they never address that they were just singing. Like yeah. that part of it wasn't nothing. <laughs> it's just like, like they don't mention it. Yeah. They just go on with their day. It's like I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like you got mental problems, man. Yeah, mental problems, man. Yeah, it really does, man. <laughs> Afternoon delight, and then they just part ways. I gotta make a phone call. And they walk off. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, the next scene we've got the cat runway show that we talked about earlier. That looks great. It's unbelievable. Anything like with a pet dressed in a uniform that's not a pet is just hilarious. <laughs> and with wi- after get with Whiskerus Maximus. <laughs> yeah i i got all these ads uh for like cat halloween costumes I'm like oh i was pretty close to <laughs> pulling the trigger on that i saw I one i saw one for dog ones where it's um 
Chucky. It's a Chucky costume, and it's holding a knife. And every time it runs, it's That's like it's going cool, side yeah. to side, looking like the knife is about to slash someone. Yeah. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, I was always like, no, nah, I'm not dressing up my dog. And then I see him in costumes. Michael. I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> it could be good. Yeah. Um, we get intro to a young Seth Rogen, a pretty young Seth Rogen, I think. Yeah, I was thinking about... This would be before, like, this would have been bad and stuff. Four-year-old virgin, I all think that so. kind of stuff. Well, four-year-old yeah, virgin so it would have been, bet- been a bit after, I reckon. Yeah, it would have been, like, between Freaks and Geeks and just after Undeclared with Jay Baruchel. Yeah. Um, so it probably would have been between that and four-year-old virgin and then probably super bad. Yeah. Um, but he's the cameraman and he's in the other scene at the end with in the zoo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where are they? Yeah, it's just she's just not enjoying working at the she said, uh, cat fashion show because he thinks it's below her. You can see she's good because she's like, fashion curiosity didn't kill the cat, which is a ripping line, i got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ron's watching it and like laughing along and goes... Uh, basically says that they're dating and she's quite a handful in the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then the next thing is just him going off uh, after he's finished he goes I might be in trouble for that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like well and yeah, the next- so that's the thing like he's always like half self aware but he just can't control himself yeah, yeah. which is yeah. kind of sweet in a way but he's yeah yeah <laughs> um, and then yeah so uh, the next is a, a date where they're eating fondue and um, Veronica's just pissed off about him telling everyone can I say that fondue seems pretty gross? Like, I'm not a massive cheese okay. guy myself. I love cheese. Um, yeah, like, I'm not too crazy about it. But especially in a post-COVID world that we're living in now, just you can't be sharing melted cheese with everyone. Yeah, that's I true. I don't think so. Gonna to, it's gonna, fondue's going to get really expensive for separate... Yeah. <laughs> for separate Single fondues. Things. Almost had it in um, Switzerland, but it was just... Switzerland's so damn expensive. <laughs> expensive, I said no. Um... But yeah, Ron's basically just saying he couldn't keep his feelings in and um, he just wanted to express everything. Um, and she's sort of like, yeah, okay. Um, but she still sort of reinforces to him that she wants to be kept professional. Um, and the next thing is the boys just chatting around the camera. Yeah, um, I like how they're all like drinking beers or something. And he says he's brown bagging it with the boys. Yeah. I'm like, that's a very cool thing to say. I like that. Yeah, sure. I didn't even <laughs> yeah. click on that one. Brown bagging, brown it, bagging with it with the boys. I'm going to use that yeah. one for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take brown bags with me everywhere I go now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, they, they say it's a pancake breakfast and they do it every month. Mm-hmm. And it says, oh, I've got to skip this one. Um, Veronica and I are trying out this new fad. It's I think it's called jogging. It could be jogging or yogging. It could be a soft J. And apparently you just run for an extended period of time. <laughs> um, and yeah, they say that they just, they really miss him. And this is where Champ gets a real, real yeah, clingy. I, I, for, I forgot about this part. Like, I can't, like it totally fades me. But like Champ just like really misses Ron. And he misses how he smells and all this stuff. Miss me near you. I miss your laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I miss your scent. <laughs> Um, and they just tell them to stop yeah they say maybe sit the next couple of plays out in this one (laughs) yeah Um, he does he says as well me and you should get an apartment together (laughs) Um, and then he he says that we're champs a mess Brick can't sleep at night and he just laughs at a banana when he (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and then yeah Brian says she's using him he says one day Mm -hmm. he tells everyone to relax and one day, Veronica and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. There's going to be gardens and fresh herbs. And we will dance to the sunrise. And you won't be invited. Just, yeah, cracks it and walks off. And Brian says she's uh, really getting into um, really getting into his head. And you just see Brick just laughing at Brian going, oh, good one. 
<laughs> the one time that Brian's serious yeah. and Bricks is pissing himself <laughs> laughing. Uh, and then we head back to Ed talking about his son, Chris, again. Yeah, he goes, our youngest Chris was on acid and shooting a bow and arrow into a crowd. You know how kids are. <laughs> He's just so, like, just so blasé about it all. <laughs> just yeah. forgets him. Um, and yeah, Veronica says she wants more challenging stories and then just basically gives her another crappy one about a 103-year-old woman or something like that uh, with a recipe for the best meatloaf. Um, and yeah, she's just <laughs> not a fan of it. Um, yeah. I wrote this scene as Anchorman. I don't know what the hell I did here. Oh, sort of like... Yeah. But it's where it's where things start to change and um, yeah, the Bill Curtis says that things change pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Ron's driving across a bridge with Baxter in the back and he calls Baxter his little gentleman. <laughs> you are my little gentleman. I'll take you to foggy London town because you are my little gentleman. <laughs> um, and he's talking about how he's eating the burrito, but it's quite filling. <laughs> um, and he just throws it out the window and it smacks our another cameo to Jack Black in the face. And again, I think this is really before Jack Black really started kicking yeah. off. I think probably School of Rock would have come out pretty soon. So this was probably just after Orange County or something. Um, so just after he really blew up. I think you I think you mentioned as well. This is one of the most the most fun he's ever had on a set. I think was Anchorman, like his yeah. little cameo. I think you mentioned that in the interview. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was this one. Um, but yeah, he knocks knocks him off and like smashes his bike as he's um, crashing, and he's like. He, uh, Ron can see he's a bit fired up and he goes, if you want to throw a fistic, I got Jack Johnson and Tom O'Leary waiting <laughs> right here for you. Um, he just says he's the only, that chopper's my love. What do you love? And he says he loves poetry and something else. And he says, <laughs> you don't expect him to love poetry, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And he says, of course, my fr- uh, my good friend Baxter here. He says, okay, well now this is happening and you can see picking up Baxter and it's clearly a toy as well. As he kicks yeah. it, he just <laughs> punts him over the bridge. <laughs> And into the water into the, yeah um, and then yeah you can, he just loses the plot and then you can see in the studio that they're all waiting for, for Ron to come back mm. and um, Veronica says she's ready to go on if he doesn't rock up and then they basically said no you can't do it there's never been a female anchor and she says she's good at three things fighting, screwing and reading the news I've already done one thing today <laughs> so what's the other going to be and then Ed's best line is just screwing <laughs> She <laughs> slaps him and <laughs> grabs the other guy in the face and then just, yeah, runs off. And Ron is calling from a telephone box, crying. Um, yeah, I like how he calls Brian crying. Yeah. And Brian automatically knows it's him. Yeah, Ron. Like, he does have Ron, what's wrong? <laughs> and he eventually asks him, where are you? He says, I'm in a glass case of emotion, <laughs> which is an absolute iconic line as well. Um, and he says he's going to put Corningstone on and he just snaps out of it and just starts running straight back to the newsroom um, after that. Yeah, that's what I didn't get. What? There's nothing wrong with his car, is there? No, true. I didn't <laughs> think about that. Someone just kicked his dog off the thing. He that's, just, should, he just like, nothing his wrong car with his car. the bridge and just started running yeah. towards the telephone. <laughs> uh, that's anyway. a very good point. I never clicked yeah. on that one. Um, but it goes to Veronica and she's about to read the news and she's getting really amped up as she should be and then um, she looks over at Brick and Brick goes you're not Ron <laughs> yeah 
Um, and then yeah, so the, the uh, champs threatening her. One slip up and you're done. Whammy. Um, and yeah, you can see the guys are not liking it as he starts to read the news, trying to put her off, like waving at her and just doing the most random shit to sort of yeah, try to throw and her. And then off. he's got like Brian's got his pants off and he's just like air humping with his tidy <laughs> white ears. Um, and and yeah. champs just like over his shoulder, like licking his head and shit. So yeah. <laughs> He does actually a pretty good job. There's a good um, it's it's good um bloopers as well in that. So they do a lot more, but they had obviously they mm-hmm. cut a few out. Um, but yeah, she's reading the news. Um, Ron's just trying to run back, and as she um, as she finishes, she said thanks for stopping by San Diego. Her new line, which is just sort of making her name for herself, mm-hmm. um, and she just absolutely nailed it. Everyone's just clapping except for the guys because she did such a good job, um. That's when Ron jumps in in a complete puff. He just ran all the way there and says, "It's, it's like his face is all scarred up and everything." Yeah, so it's like he's like been running through everything. And yeah. I like it how he thinks that live news will just wait for him to mm-hmm. <laughs> to be recorded. Um, and then yeah, so um, finds yeah, out he Veronica- finds out that Veronica was Yanker for that episode, and he wasn't happy at all, and he thought that she was joking. Yeah. When she said that um, she wanted to be an anchor, like I wrote it down in my diary. Veronica, Veronica made, a, made a joke. <laughs> Veronica made a very funny joke. Yeah. I laughed at it later that night. <laughs> um, yeah. And I like when you think back to that scene. He was like so serious and like just trying to like get get it on with her. Like he had he, there was no like little laughter at all. It was just yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically says she broke that he's broken her heart. Um, calls her a scorpion woman. And tries to kick her I got out. That here. Yeah. <laughs> due, to her your, scorpion woman. due to your actions, you scorpion woman. Um, <laughs> and then you can hear the narrator say things from that on. From that time on, just got worse for Ron. Um, mm-hmm. And the next scene is basically saying that Veronica is now going to be the co-anchor. And Ron does one of the famous lines as well. What is this amateur hour? Come on. Yeah. And as I thought, I use amateur hour all the time. Is that from this movie? Yeah. I assume so. I can't think yeah. of anything before that. So there's there's a few like line lines that really stand up here. Um, mm. And then yeah, the next the next scene is sort of like a bit of a semi montage of like sort of news mm-hmm. events that happen. Yes, yeah, our classic montage moment. Yeah, there had the to movie, be one I in think. There. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the song "Sunshine Go Away" is playing, which is I listen to it. It's a quality song, so that's going to join join our playlist. Um, and some of the news headings was uh, Veronica Corningstone unveils drug rink, and the next thing is Ron Burgundy's second in hot dog eating contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, after that, they're sort of jostling between who gets to say the the sign off line. It's like you stay classy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like. And thanks for stopping by. But mostly, stay classy. Thanks for stopping by. Stay classy. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Just yeah. real childish. Um, and then you got the credits running. And it's sort of that news music. That yeah. And you see this all the time when you're watching the news where the outro music's playing. But you can still see the newscast yeah, to each scene. other. It's a great scene. Yeah, and that's where you think it's like, what are these people saying to each yeah. other? <laughs> but yeah, and they're just making fun of each other. It's Is like it? you're a real hooker. I'll slap you in public. <laughs> and she goes, "You've got you have man boobs." And he says, "You've got a dirty, whorish mouth. That's what you've got." So I'm going to punch you in the ovary, straight shot. And she says, "Jazz flutes for little fairy boys." And that's when he just goes, "No, nah, that's too much. I can't. Yeah. I can't work with this woman." <laughs> 
Um, and the next thing is it goes to champ and <laughs> making prank calls to Veronica. Yeah. Um, he says he's Mike Rithnithen and he said he's got a job in Moscow. Um, um, so as a news anchor and he goes you gotta pack your yeah. pack your bags and then champ stops him he goes tell her to pack a coat he goes i don't know you if you can hear him yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like i don't know in moscow it's pretty cold you should pack a coat and you hear champ in the background going Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're in the next room yeah she goes i can see you run i can see yeah. you and then just yeah. looks just uh looks directly at him and he's like i think she knew it was me and then um <laughs> the next scene is <laughs> they're reading the news oh they're about to read the news and ron's handing to the um, announcer, and then he announces, "It's uh, now for the news." It's Ron Burgundy and Tits McGee, and she goes, "I'm Veronica Corningstone. Tits McGee's off tonight." And Ron goes, "I'm Tits. I'm Ron Burgundy." Yeah. Um, he plays himself on that one. Oh, I know, was it? And then another prank call. He says he's Doctor Chim Richards, and he says, uh, "I've got. I'm your doctor, and um, you got knocked up, so you better get out of the business." Like, <laughs> what does that mean? No maternity leave. No yeah. maternity leave. Nothing. Like yeah. you can't work when you're pregnant. You just got to get out of the business straight away. You're off. Um, and then they think she bought it, which is <laughs> just complete bullshit. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's when the boys are starting to realize that the times are changing. And this is where you see mm-hmm. what's her name again? The one that you said before. Harm, Han. Uh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, Catherine Hahn. And she t- basically said, they say, where's the party? And she said, boys, grow up. So you can sort of see mm-hmm. the times changing with her. And said, when you're facing an existential crisis, there's only one thing you can do. <laughs> Go to the zoo, flip off the monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, buy new suits. And they do that sort of freeze Toyota ad. Yay! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they go off to buy suits together. And they go to this like, warehouse area section and they ask suits like uh, I thought this was a shortcut we've been working for 4-5 minutes fantastic <laughs> well is this a shortcut or not <laughs> okay <laughs> um, and then the evening news team uh, starring what's his name I would say Dorothy Mantooth uh, what's the guy's name Wes Mantooth that's it with Vince Vaughn they're sort of like going around them a very warrior's <laughs> moment as we mentioned before yeah yeah um um, and then they're making fun of each other and everything. And Wes Mantooth has a has a joke, and you see Brick laughing yeah. with him. He says, um, <laughs> "With the hiney, it's gonna yeah. wipe w- um, wipe your hiney and tell you that it's different, and special in different ways." And then Brick's on there, he's like, "You said hiney, and, hiney. <laughs> and he's like, "Brick, get over here." <laughs> um, and yeah, says it's um, it's gonna end now, and they all like <laughs> basically. Uh, all this is going to end now and they all just pull out weapons. Oh, so he's, oh, Vince Vaughn says, I like, I want a polka instead of... Uh, yeah, guys, you, you want to dance, Ronnie? I want a polka. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> pretty, pretty, good. pretty gangster line. Yeah. Um, and then they all just pull out weapons and then Brick just pulls out a hand yeah. grenade. <laughs> what does Ron have? He's got like the end of a bedpost or yeah. like a middle bit of stairs or something. Yeah, I don't it's know like, what It's like the um, a banister, like the, the middle yeah, part yeah, of a yeah. banister or something like yeah. that. And they just and then Brick's obviously holding that hand grenade and he goes, Brick, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, then you have the Channel 2 news team with uh, Luke Wilson. As Frank Fitchett. Uh, Owen Wilson's, of course, yeah. <laughs> brother. Um, the public news team uh, with their saying, no commercials, no mercy. Yeah, classic. <laughs> um, and I don't know who's... Uh, that guy, I don't remember him. It's Tim Robbins from um, Shawshank Redemption. Ah, uh, yeah, it is too. Yeah, yeah. So I had to look up his name. I always forget his name, but he's in a few things. 
Um, Channel Two's <laughs> Channel Two news as well. Before that, said you've been in, you dirt eggs have been in third place for ten years. Oh yeah, we were about to be in dead place. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they're in third place. Yeah, right there. Um, and then you get Comestan bitches. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Spanish news team with uh, Ben Stiller with his long hair and mustache. Some and guy stuff. playing a maraca when they rock up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was it Tim Robbins says it's going to be a bilingual bloodbath? Yeah, it's going to be a bilingual bloodfest. I found a fact as well. I mean, it's not that great of a fact, but when they're coming down the stairs, there's seven of them. And then when they're all lining up, there's six of them. So one of them bitched out. It's gone, yeah. (laughs) Which I'm like, how does that even work? Like, like one actor just didn't show up. But I'm like, that would have been filmed. Yeah, true. Wouldn't just get get them all. It's going to be the same scene. I assume it's the same day. Um, um, but then they go over the ground rules uh, for the fight. Yeah. So it's like, there's no touching of the hair or face. Everyone's like, of course. Of course. We can't, we know, <laughs> we know that's not the rules. Yeah. Um, he goes, that's it. And that's, yeah, they basically just get straight into it. And the first thing you see pretty much is this brick holding a hand grenade and just yelling out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, um, yeah. Champ throws a guy onto a windshield. Um, there's a guy on fire. Which might be the human mm-hmm. torch who was denied a bank loan before. Uh, <laughs> Brian was taken by horses, which is a flashback to some other old Western show I've found out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's like, they have a net and they just drag him off. Um, mm-hmm. Brick throws a trident into some guy's chest. Yeah. Um, Frank Fitchard, played by Luke Wilson, gets his arm chopped off by Tim <laughs> Robbins. <laughs> which I, I, just, I, like I love being doesn't... able to say that line. Yeah. <laughs> And I like how he doesn't even care. Like, he's not even paid. He's like, oh, I didn't see that coming. God, come on. Yeah, I did not see that <laughs> yeah. coming. That's it, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of his later line. But yeah, it's just perfect. Yeah. Like, he's just like, yeah, whatever. I got my arm chopped off. Um, and then Wes is, Wes is about to get Ron. And then mm-hmm. Ben Stiller goes, Policia! <laughs> yeah, and the whole fight breaks up. Yeah, they all just scatter. Um, and the next thing you see is they're just debriefing in Ron's office. Yeah. It's like, boy, that escalated quickly. That really got out of hand fast. It's like, yeah, I stabbed the guy in the heart. Yeah, there were horses and a man on tr- fire, and I killed a guy with the trident. He's like, I saw that. Brick killed the guy. It's like, and then he goes, you should I mean, find yourself a safe house yeah. or a family member close by. Because I'm pretty sure he killed somebody. Yeah, because you're probably wanted for murder. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, you got that's what is it? You um, you kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you got to do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. <laughs> um, and then yeah they just go back to what West Mantus was saying about Corningstone and they're saying like, I don't like the put downs. We're going to put an end to this. And then it's like, last time I found out, my name's Ron Burgundy. What's your name? Brian Fantana. Champ Kynes. Brian Fantana. No, you're Brick. <laughs> Brian. Brick. <laughs> just completely forgets his name. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, next thing you see is Ron watching his local Emmy acceptance speech. He's like, mm-hmm. and I showed you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> And um, Veronica yeah. says she needs to watch a tape for a, for a lead um, and then basically takes it out and then Ron's... Uh, then basically just start bickering at each other. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, I'm not a baby. I'm a I'm a man who invented the wheel. <laughs> 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 You're just a woman with a, a brain the third a third the size of ours. It's, sci- <laughs> it's science. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just, yeah, basically more banter. He's like, You're a smelly pirate hooker. And why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> and um, yeah, he says he has 
bad hair, your hair looks stupid, and you see the, the flames in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a fire in his eyes, like weird little flame techniques. Um, and then they start just having an all-out fight. Which is basically just Veronica beating the shit out of him the whole time. Yeah, and it's like throwing a fax machine or some sort of top rider at his head. I just realised this is the got- second movie where Veronica beats the shit out of someone. There you go. Billy Madison two. and yeah, now Anchorman, yeah. perfect. <laughs> um, and he's got um, spray. What's that? Mace. Uh, yeah, capsicum spray mace. And he sprays himself in the face, like nice of Columbus that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Ed breaks it up, and yeah, she still whips him with the antenna. Um, the next scene is the girls' uh, dinner, where they're sort of catching up, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you flash out to... They're at a Mexican restaurant and you see the restaurant's called Escopimos en su alimento. And in Spanish, that okay. means we spit on in your food. <laughs> they just put that little... Uh, put that little so that's what they think. It's like, where else can we get a joke in this movie? Yeah. And they just take any moment they can. Yeah, because yeah. this scene's not really that funny. It's just the girls sort of talking about it. But yeah, yeah it's... um, <laughs> Chuck that in there. It's great. Um, I never would have. I never even like noticed the sign before seeing no, that fact. I didn't. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. So Catherine Hahn's character suggests that they get revenge on Ron fighting fire with fire, and says that he'll read anything on the t- teleprompter that they put on there, which we know from mm-hmm. before is true from what they said. That's right. Um, and then we get the scene where Ron's signing off the broadcast. He goes, "I'm from Burgundy. Go fuck yourself, San Diego." <laughs> And he doesn't even realize what he says because no, he's just on autopilot yeah. reading the prompter. Goes, and then you got sort of everyone going around the like city <laughs> and like your your biker mates like, hey, nobody talks about my city that way. Run uh, Burgundy's ass is grass. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I, lo- I like his well when he says that the guy behind the camera just goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, Ed comes up to him and goes, uh, Ron, I got to fire you. He goes, Oh, Ed, I've got to fire you. Bing bong, you're fired, Ed. <laughs> he goes, Do you know what you just said? And he goes, Oh, great Odin's Raven, as he's watching it back later. Yeah. <laughs> so he still doesn't even click after he says, Do you know what you just said? Um, mm-hmm. Had to make him watch it back. Um, I wrote, I wrote here, Ron needs to get Ron. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, Ed pretty much fires Ron in his office. Yeah. And then they're talking about what people from San Diego were called, like San Diegoites, San Diegans. San Diegans, San Diegans. Um, San Diegans? It's actually San Diegans. Oh, I, I looked it up. It's San yeah, It is it? Yeah. And I think, uh, well, right, it is Garth. So it's Garth Holiday. That's uh, ah, the guy's character. Yeah. That's when he goes, you're my hero, Ron. Why'd you have to say that? You come with that stink like that? Poop? Your poop mouth? With the poop out your mouth? <laughs> And I lost it. You know, That's probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Just how much of an idol he is and just completely let everyone yeah. down for that. Well, that's like, imagine some guy you work with just thinks you're, you're his idol. Yeah, yeah. Like sort of thing. Like, you never <laughs> see that from him. Yeah, it's Garth sort of like Charles day. Boyle and uh, Jake Peralta um, <laughs> in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Very much so. Um, and basically, um, if I were to give you some money out of my wallet, would that make you feel better? <laughs> Um, and yeah basically next thing he's just getting escorted out um, and then saying I have nothing left and you can see that Veronica's um, regretting what she did and they're both just crying as he's being escorted off and you can see like the whole like there's a public outcry and all these people are outside the office so everyone now hates Ron for telling Sandy to go fuck themselves which sort of makes sense I guess (laughs) 
as some random guy throws a drink at him on the street yeah. <laughs> as he's walking off and then some cute ass girl sprays him on the it's like so the the mum which I think is actually like the one of the writers or directors or something I think it's actually the director's wife and his daughter and his daughter um, and she says uh, you should be ashamed of yourself she mm-hmm. goes, you're truly an awful man, Mr. Burgundy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she looks like she's about three years old. Like, yeah. It's amazing she can speak in full sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She nails it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's all it's all gone to shit for Ron Burgundy, basically. Yeah. And then like Ron's in bed just eating uh, ch- chicken wings, watching the rest of the news crew sort a bit of wipe together. A bit of end of dodgeball moment there with um, Ben yeah, Stiller. Yeah, yeah, very similar. <laughs> Fucking Chuck yeah. Norris. <laughs> um, and what Veronica Corningstone tries to call Ron and presumably, presumably, that might be a word. We don't know. Presumably. Presum- presumably, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tries to call him and sort of apologize for everything. But he thinks it's Baxter's like, Baxter, fuck twice if you're in Milwaukee. <laughs> I love how Milwaukee's the <laughs> Yeah. It's the only That's option. That's another Milwaukee moment. Yeah. For True. Us. Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, and yeah, is this Wilt Chamberlain? <laughs> yeah. Um, is this Wilt- <laughs> Don't be a coward or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, next thing you see is just Ron walking around, um, looking completely homeless. Mm-hmm. He, bumps into, he bumps into some guy and then... See someone who's hey, lady in the red hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, I love how Will Ferrell could just turn any moment into just like yeah. uh, something where you have a good chuckle. Um, yeah, bumps into the guys and the guys, and mm-hmm. Brian basically says, Harkin will fire them if um, they caught talking. Um, and Champ can't let go. <laughs> yeah, Champ's just like bawling, crying, and Brick's just waving at him. Yeah, <laughs> like just like, Brick was about to go. It's like Brick, my sweet Brick. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you see, another very iconic line here is just he's just drinking a carton of milk, and he goes, "It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice." Yeah. <laughs> Which I think every time I see someone drinking milk now, it's just that's the go-to line. Unless it's a an iced latte, which is Ooh. the the choice of drinks. Come on. Um, Actually, there's, but, a, yeah. there's a Starbucks drive through around. Actually, another sponsor moment there. there Starbucks. <laughs> if uh, I might go down there and I, I'm, I was, I had one coffee from there and I realized how goddamn good it is. So, is it I good? think I need another just one. Pump, I think just pumped the sugar. Yeah. Um, but then it's so a classic three months later moment, and then we have another moment where Ed's <laughs> on his phone talking to. Which we assume is Chris. Say, Chris, it's a genius transition. Like whoever, like um, I imagine the yeah. like Will Ferrell and Adam McKay thought of this. Like it's a great transition and a way of bringing Ed into the story. The scene. Yeah, of just yeah. having this Chris like subtle like, moments. Chris, listen to me. Put the gun down and let the marching band go. We'll play it off as a prank. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like psychotic acid kids now got the marching band. And I just love at gunpoint. It. I just love it. The next thing he just like puts the phone down and just takes a call from Veronica. It's like, this thing yeah. could be like global news, <laughs> but he's like, oh, I got a call from Veronica. I got to take yeah. this. <laughs> um, and yeah, f- oh no, sorry, not from Veronica, but finds out that Ling Wong's giving birth, uh, the rare panda. And uh, all yeah, the newscasters the are headed to the zoo. Yeah, and they want a shot of the panda feed um, for the network. Um, so they got networks using their feed. So that's a pretty big moment um, for them. Um, so it's sort of showing outside the zoo and there's a bit of a media storm and a lot of people there uh, getting ready for the zoo to take, uh, for the birth to take place. Yep. And you see Luke Wilson there without an arm, which yeah. I like how that continue on. And he says, if I was to 
I, I don't know the gender of the panda, but if I was to guess, I would say female. <laughs> just making it. He's got a 50-50. I um, mean, I like how they're giving birth just in the enclosure. It's not... Like, yeah, no, like, to, like, medical... Yeah, nothing like that. Just real old Yeah, it's not like you just go to the back vet part of the actual zoo, like a, I assume up. old zoos have. Yeah. Yeah, they just have, like, a hospital curtain in the enclosure. Um, so everyone's trying to find a uh, good shot of the panda being born. And then you can see that Ron's in some bar, which we find out is either owned or Danny Trejo's the bartender. Yeah. But he's singing the lyrics. Oh, he's just singing Afternoon Delight and he just starts adding fart noises. And <laughs> I make fart yeah. noises with my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, another another actor as well, Danny Trejo, like you said, um, mm-hmm. joins in. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just littered with good actors in this. Um, mm-hmm. And he sort of bleeds Danny Trejo says you've been stinking up the bar with you I don't know what he says but he just basically says that Veronica's better than him and like it yeah. gets real like real for a moment and then Danny Trejo well, yeah he's, they're talking about how um, everything's different like, times are changing ladies can do stuff now and you have to deal with that and, and Ron goes what were you saying something I don't speak Spanish <laughs> He just goes from like, okay, maybe he's having a realization of being a good bloke. He's like, no, he's just being yeah, a racist no. piece of shit. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. No, that moment. Don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, Veronica found a good shot and she's trying to call Seth Rogen or Scotty over the <laughs> shot. And Tim Robbins basically just saying like, uh, it's trying to be nice and we're really down with the whole gender equality stuff. And then mm-hmm. just pushes her into a Kodiak bear enclosure. Uh, Kodiak bear, yeah. <laughs> um, starts yelling, and Tim Robbins says, "Be quiet! You don't want to, don't want to wake your friends." And realizes mm-hmm. that all the bears are hibernating, which they don't really look like they're hibernating because they're just out hanging in out, the sun yeah. and still moving around. Um. Uh, no. Um, yeah, and then Ed Ed finds out that like, Ed can't find Veronica, and they say they need a news anchor so their last option is to call uh the bar to get ron's number so he already knows he's going to be at that bar yeah i love that <laughs> it's just like don't call home call the bar <laughs> yeah and i like how ron answers the phone it's like i don't know a net what are you talking about <laughs> oh ed ed how are you <laughs> um and yeah basically just ask him to read the news again um and then runs to the toilet comes out and he's looking completely perfect Saying, I'm Ron mm-hmm. Burgundy. And Danny Trejo, damn, that dude cleans up good. <laughs> yeah. He, he's good. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> um, and then he has his, uh, the classic, use team assembly has like this massive conch shell and yeah. he's like playing into it. And all of these like, just the stock video of like birds flying off a tree. Yeah. And you can see Baxter, he's it. And it says like, Ron, wherever I'm coming. he is. Yeah, he comes yeah. out of the water saying, Ron, I'm coming. So you can just imagine he's been <laughs> swimming that whole time. <laughs> He's been through a lot, man. Well, we've, he, we, we find, find out. out his travels are a little bit more deeper than we actually realize, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, and as, as, as he finishes blowing the shell, um, he just realizes the guys are just playing pool in the, in the <laughs> bar right him. next to him. Says they've been there the entire time he has. Um, but I like mm-hmm. it how these guys as well aren't with Veronica. Like they're just... Yeah, like that's what I don't get. Were they pool? fired? Yeah. Or they just went... You'll see them, they'll, they'll be at the You'd think uh, so. panda birthing. Or whatever, um, um, if they need them, but they say they can't work with him. That was a lifetime ago. It was only three months. Yeah, uh, it felt like a lifetime ago. But yeah, and he says, uh, yeah, and then it's like think about what you're putting us through. And then 
Because I think I'm actually a little man. And then, yeah, he sort of goes, I'm get, uh, Brian goes, I'm getting too old for this shit, which is a mm-hmm. um, top, no, not Top Gun. What's the buddy movie it came from? Um, I know what you mean. It's Murtaugh, um, uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah. I don't know. Someone's so lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. Lethal yeah. weapon. Because someone's there probably go. yelling at them, <laughs> yelling at their phone. Lethal weapon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they sort of accept. Um, they sort of accept it, and they're like, "Let's go head over to the zoo." Yeah, and I like how there's a uh, network talent scout watching them, like a college recruiter. It's like NA- he's like a binoculars from his car. It's like the NAB carnival. Um, yeah, yeah. Like how everyone sees uh, Horn Francis, <laughs> number one pick for North Melbourne, gonna about to get drafted. That's it. Woo. Get around him. But yeah, he's got like a pair of binoculars. I'm, yeah. like, I'm sure that some guy with binoculars isn't rocking up to recruit people. And you see him like, views. you see him mime uh, Ron Burgundy. I'm like, surely, <laughs> surely you could just record all these and then like watch them after and like the actual produced <laughs> part of it. It makes no yeah. sense for you being there whatsoever. Um. So then he notices that um, Veronica is in the bear enclosure and he's sort of weighing up what's more important whether it's going back on the news to report on the uh, panda birth or saving Veronica from the pit. Um, and they sort of choose to go into the bear pit to save Veronica. Yeah. And as soon as he jumps in, he's like, I immediately regret this decision. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it just makes no sense. He jumps in there instead of going mm-hmm. to get help. Um, mm-hmm. But then she was sort of explaining how sorry she was. And then he just says that, she says the teleprompter thing and he goes, it wasn't you. It was West Mantooth, wasn't it? She goes, no, it was me. You bitch! <laughs> and then all the bears start to wake up and he goes, you woke the bears. Why would you do that? <laughs> but I was saying, those bears look absolutely terrifying. Oh, yeah. So I know that huge. there's a joke, like Australia is the scariest because we got spiders and snakes or anything, but I'm not too worried about because we go camping a yeah. fair bit. And there's like snakes and spiders, but we never see anything really. Well, I saw nah. a snake once right before we left. Yeah, I'm I like, think oh, it's a good time to leave. Yeah, I think there was one or two snakes, but we've always got music like to the ground, so the vibrations yeah. sort of scare them off. But yeah, having said that, if we get but, bit by one of those bastards, we're in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, like at least there's not bears and mountain lions where we're camping. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, bears and mountain lions. Yeah. That'd scare the pit. That'd scare the piss out of me, to be honest. Yeah, we get like random cows. Yeah, watching you shit sometimes. That's yeah. it. And random Swedish backpacks is our cousin yeah. Tom once convinced us that he saw <laughs> um yeah so yeah I, I agree i would not want to and you can't outrun those you can't outrun those guys either um yeah so yeah um everyone goes over and realizes that uh they're in the bear pit that's what he sort of says it's taken me to stare danger in the face to make me realize that i love you um then the bears start to kick off and the news team just jump down and start to have a yeah, fight so scene with the bears. And the brick's like, those bears are going to hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> just very, um, very innocent. And then you hear Ron yelling, hit him in the uvula. uvula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then they're all, they're all punching on and then he just goes to brick and he goes, hey, Ron, I'm riding a furry tractor. <laughs> and then it's got uh, Luke Wilson uh, <laughs> reporting on it and a bear just comes up and just bites the other arm off yeah, this is getting goddamn ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> come on it's getting ridiculous yeah um, and then yeah uh, next thing is he says he woke up the mama bear and then mm-hmm. um, about to kick off and then Baxter jumps in he's made his return and then speaks to the bear 
and then the bear speaking back to him and they've got the subtitles <laughs> yeah. of all the stuff basically saying leave him alone and says like we, we bears are a proud people they must pay for their intrusion <laughs> <laughs> and then he says i met someone i think it was kyoto joe or something like that and he <laughs> kyoto says, joe is my cousin yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he says fair be well is like oh you'll always be a friend to the bear folk he's like i'll speak i'll speak stories of your of generosity <laughs> yeah um and then he, he gets really close to baxter and says i'm gonna kiss you and you can just see even veronica's really weirded out about how affectionate he yeah. is towards baxter and he's just like yelling into this dog's mouth yeah <laughs> just <kissing. laughs> yeah um and yeah they escape escape the enclosure and wes um is at the top of the ladder and mm-hmm. um says he's a it's a long fall from the top which is a pretty good line i gotta say um mm-hmm. and then says i oh i hate you or something but god damn it i respect you or like yeah and he kisses, yeah. kisses and he him like, on the head kiss him on the head yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um calls him his brother and he goes today we spell redemption r-o-n and he just leaves <laughs> and you can see he's really pissed off in his face as he's leaving like fucking yeah <laughs> like it's really sort of doesn't link up too much but um yeah ed says he's got a story to report and uh ron reports um saying but saying he needs his co-anchor veronica and then bricks takes the mic <laughs> he just rocks up he yeah. goes high pressure system high pressure system <laughs> <laughs> making no sense um and then yeah veronica says there's so many other men i should be with but i'm 72 percent sure that i love you um, and that's pretty much it, the end of the movie, except for the epilogue now. Yeah, there's a few epilogue and bloop, uh, bloopers. Mm-hmm. So it says what everyone gets up to after the movie and Champ Kind becomes a NFL commentator or presenter or something. Yeah. And then like he gets fired or something. Sexual harassment Brian, by Terry Bradshaw, yeah. which I'm pretty sure yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm not sure that's a dude. Yeah, and Brian Fantano is the famous host of a Fox TV show called Intercourse Island. Which, they're not far off now. There's pretty much yeah, like I know, shows that's called Intercourse like, Yeah, they got Love Island and all those Bachelor yeah, Love um, Paradise Love shows. Love Paradise, yeah. yeah. So they're not too so they're far not off. Too far off. <laughs> um, Brick, uh, did you see Brick cuddling uh, uh, the bear, like spooning, saying, it tickles, it yeah. tickles. He's married with 11 children. Well, I thought the joke was going to be that he had children with the bear, but I don't think that was was a separate joke. (laughs) I think that might have been a little bit too, like, random for them. Um, And he says he's one of the top advisors to the Bush White House, which Mm -hmm. is very, very good political joke. Very good of that time, too, yeah. Um, And then Baxter's barking at Veronica and Ron and says, basically saying he's not happy that she's going to be living with them. (laughs) Um, And and, Bill Curtis says that Mm-hmm. Uh, they took over from him as anchors of the world news. Yeah, just the generic world news, the first co-gendered, co-network anchors for the world or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it goes to the credits. But what do you think of this one, a credit song? Because it's not really synonymous with the movie, but it's a banging song. What's the credit song? Carry- oh, the uh, Carry On My Wayward Son. Yeah. I think it probably has to go in I think there. it's... I th- yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in um, Happy Gilmore as well. So it'll get in eventually anyway, but... Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Supernatural. They use that heaps in Supernatural, oh, okay. the TV show. Uh, but yeah, then it goes into sort of all the bloopers. I love... I still love this now, but as a kid, you can see like all the bloopers. I love bloopers, and now that yeah. We're lucky where we have YouTube. We can just watch TV show bloopers or TV bloopers yeah. all the time. But I watch The Office. This was our one office. moment. <laughs> yeah, The Office and Parks and Rec and all that. Yeah. Um, but, 
yeah, this is the only way we can watch bloopers of movies. And I remember when I was a kid, I was making like fake movies and stuff. You would like fake the bloopers because I was like the best part. Yeah, of the yeah. Movie. <laughs> it's like ah. Uh, Toy Story did their uh, bloopers yeah. as well with like yeah yeah it's very similar <laughs> to Toy one. Story. Um, remember like one of the bloopers was a Burt Reynolds and Sally Field scene from yeah, like something from random. Smokey and sure the Bandit. From. Yeah yeah okay that makes sense. Um, but yeah I've got some of my favorite ones is I'm going to shoot you with a BB gun when you're not looking. He calls her a dirty bitch. <laughs> just not not clever. Just just straight at her. Um, Brick says I pooped a Cornish game hen. Um, <laughs> Jack Black trying to punt the the dog and, and kicks like it towards himself. Toilet. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then yeah, the one of the best ones is Bricky still doing your celebrity golf tournament. No, too many people died last year, so we're not going to do it. <laughs> um, and then the classic Wales vagina as well. But that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. That's it. Done the classic. Cool. That was a fun one. Yeah, that was a classic. Um, and just wall to wall jokes the whole time. Yeah, quotes, quotes, um, quotes. So yeah, very fun watch cool so next week we have i love you man starring another paul rudd as the main character of this one and this is probably our one of the newest movies we're going to review i think yeah um up there um and of course jason siegel i said as um, well yeah. i said as well in this one um i did i actually wrote an essay on this movie like for i, I can't, we'll just read that out i, I did think. um That's i did gender episode. yeah i did gender studies in university and you had to pick a movie that sort of talks about sort of heteronormative or uh, feminist values. And I chose this one um, just purely because I love it. So you could have done this movie. You could have done Anchorman. That would have True. Been that's, that's, that would have been for <laughs> writing an essay. But <laughs> You're an idiot. writing an essay on a love you. And I've got yeah. it's a bit of a preview. I haven't told Adam this one either, but I've got another entrant into the legend status of um, Steve Hibbert Hall of Fame. So that's coming up. I next can't week wait. Yeah. As well. All right, guys, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for joining us. Adam, you're killing it. Thank you very much. See you guys. See you guys. Bye.